Hi everybody, Luke from Butt Tech. Today we're talking about ball mastery and a couple of questions for us really. Is ball mastery dead? And maybe more important for us as coaches, should we be using ball mastery in our sessions? We'll talk about what it is. We'll talk about our experience using ball mastery. We'll talk about maybe better ways of using it. And, and some of the issues that we found as well when we were focusing a lot of our sessions on ball mastery. So what is it? It's basically being able to master a football. Simple as that. So mastering it on the floor, in the air, using the outside of your foot, inside, laces, drags, stepovers, skills, flicks, tricks and so forth. Being able to master that football, touch it in different directions and so on. And it's great. You know, we, we used it for a long time. Um, we used it at our sessions. We'd normally do the first 10 or 15 minutes unopposed ball mastery where each child had a ball and they would practice different skills. We'd maybe seen some stuff on a Champions League game. Um, maybe Messi did something amazing. We'd bring that to the session the next week and the children loved it because they got to practice the same skills as their heroes. We'd practice using different parts of the foot and just becoming confident with the ball, which is which is obviously brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, and it does work. That's the thing, it does work. It does make these kids a little bit more confident with the ball. It does make them you know, more comfortable with it. They can, they do see it, physically do see an improvement in them. If you're, if you're a parent or a spectator that's watched a child for a few weeks and they go through a ball mastery series, then you do see a difference a lot of the time if they get the practice in, and that's great. Now, the issue that we found was context. So what I mean by that is they could do all these things with the ball, but put them in a match situation and it was a very, very different story. And our, for probably the first maybe four or five years or so of foot tech, we focus a lot on ball mastery, as I say, and we've done all the cover courses. We've mixed in a little bit of futsal stuff and obviously Brazilian soccer schools from way back when as well. And what we found was when we put these players into a match, they weren't as comfortable as they maybe were when the ball was at their feet unopposed for obvious reasons because now they've got a defender and that was the problem the context so unopposed ball mastery it has its flaws and it has its downsides and the downsides is that it's not really game related well it isn't game related uh, it's fine for making a child get better uh, in terms of more comfortable with the ball and so on but just doing unopposed ball mastery is going to cause you problems because put them into a game situation and they won't really have the time to do all these nice fancy flicks and tricks because they've got defenders after them. One thing that we found with our players was we were creating footballers that were brilliant in terms of dribbling because we gave them the confidence to do so. Um, but they didn't know when to pass. They didn't know when to shoot. They didn't know when to dribble in some cases, if that was the best decision. The decision-making was was poor because they were literally getting the ball, right, I'm going to do some of my fancy flicks and tricks, I'm going to dribble at these players and I'm going to try and score a goal at the end. And it was great because they were so confident to do that, but we didn't focus enough on the game context. We just focused a lot too much on the unopposed ball mastery. So... 
we tweaked our curriculum, which we've talked about in previous YouTube videos and we're going to talk more about in uh, in the next few months as well, which is a bit more of a game-based um, approach, which, uh, which is really good, really interesting. And what we've found now is that the footballers that we're creating are much better decision makers. So they're having more success because they're making better decisions compared to the players that we coached many years ago. They weren't the best decision makers because we'd only focused on one particular area and we made them confident in one particular area, um, if that makes sense. So is it dead? I don't think it is. And, and the reasons why are I think there's still a place for it with the really youngsters. So we, we do a lot of preschool football and, and early, early years football, maybe uh, ages three, four. And there's possibly a time for it there. And I don't think that needs to be your fancy flicks and tricks and so forth. That needs to be moving with the ball. That needs to be learning to use different parts of your foot, shoot with different parts of your foot and so forth. Even with our preschool sessions, we still have some opposed element to it. We try to get them into 1v1s ASAP. Um, but I do think that with the youngest players, that, that there is there is some some benefit to it. But you've still got to be getting them as soon as you can into that game context, that game situation. Because the sooner you get into that, the sooner they realise there's other things around them that they've got to watch out for, the better. It's going to help you longer term and help them longer term in particular. So I don't think it's completely dead. And I still think... There is a way you can get it into your sessions, and this is something that I do with, with my players quite a lot, is in between an activity, I'll get them to get a ball and practice their keepy-ups or show them something that I want them to, to maybe get better at. It might be um, a, a great one is a fake shot, one of the simplest, simplest moves you can do. Fake to shoot, drag it, drag it the other way, you know, beat the defender. So I'll maybe give them a little challenge for no more than two minutes, but in that two minutes, they might touch the ball you know, a, good, a good few times. And that's great. That's what we want. But it's not taking me away from the the juicy stuff, the good stuff, the stuff that they need, the, the context stuff, the decision-making stuff, using the ball in the right way and making the right decisions. Ball mastery is fantastic, but being a master at the ball and making the best decisions at the same time, that's what we're after. We're after bringing them together. So... As coaches, you can definitely get it in between activities, maybe at the start of a session, but we'd always say start with the game. It's just a, a better way of doing it. It's just extra minutes on as a, in, a, in a more match-style situation, but certainly in between your activities. The other thing we do say is that, and this is the reason why it's not dead, is they can do it at home. And, and, and as coaches, we can give them homework tasks. It might just be get against the wall, Try to do it a hundred times without the ball stopping and you can only have one touch. It might be practice your keepy-ups with your left foot or your right foot or your knee and your foot. Whatever it might be. Give them a skill. Show them a skill on your phone. They've got to go away next week. You know, come and show you that skill before the session starts. That's going to be better than them sat at home on an iPad, looking at a screen, whatever it might be. We'd always say if they can, when they're at home, if they can play at least 1v1 against a, a friend, that's going to be the best thing. But we know what society is like now. Kids aren't outside playing football as much as, as we probably were when they when we were their age. So if they can play with a friend, let's play a pose. If it's the difference between sat on the sofa doing nothing and getting outside with a ball, let's get outside with a ball. That's It's not a bad thing. Ball mastery is certainly not a bad thing, like I say. But there are times for it and the times are 
when they may be on their own, in between activities at sessions and so on. What you don't want to do as coaches take away from that stuff that's going to make the difference and that is opposed training more often than not. Get them against at least one other player. Um, if you've got so the, the argument would be with only working with beginner players. Well, my argument there is constrain the defender. They can only hop on one foot or they've got to hold a ball behind their back and you know, therefore work on their balance and make it a little bit harder. There's a lot of things you can do in a 1v1 situation to make it easier for beginner players, but they still get that opposed element. We'll stick some stuff in on that as well on our on our YouTube. Um, I hope that's helped, guys. Like I say, there are, there are times for it. It's not dead. Get them out of a football. Definitely get a ball at the feet as much as you can. But let's make it opposed at our sessions and let's get them practising these individual skills and key ups and so forth. Let's get them doing that at home or in between activities to keep them busy and keep them warm. Hope you enjoyed that. Any questions, as always, just drop us a message and we'll speak to you again soon.